0: Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 322. On this episode, we've got a renewal, and then we'll be discussing recent episodes of 12 Monkeys, The Catch, Silicon Valley, and Quantico, plus the series finale of The Good Wife, plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash three hundred twenty-two. I'm Amory from MyTakeOnTV.com
1: I'm Jason the holic from TVholic.com And this week we have joining us Ivy from the internet <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome Ivy <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks guys
0: In news CBS has renewed Criminal Minds for a 12th season But they still haven't made any announcements about any of their freshman series Except for cancelling The Love of My Life's television show.
1: You know, they would have probably announced this back when they announced everything else, except that they were, you know, still negotiating some contracts, I guess, or whatever.
0: Well, I mean, when you get to the 12th season, I can imagine they're asking for a lot of money.
1: And so they're, they announced that, but it's still weird. It's like, why didn't you just, couldn't wait another week? Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, we no, we want to get all our uh, all our other shows out of the way. Just, uh, it's just the, the freshman shows that we were. You know, we're leaving till the end.
0: Worried about?
2: I'm not kidding. I had no idea this was still on the air.
0: Yeah, I know it's still in the air, but I haven't watched it in about six years.
1: They just gave it a spinoff as well.
0: A second spinoff, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't they have a, a spinoff before? And the, spin- is the spinoff still doing well, though.
1: I haven't really paid attention to how well it's done. Compare, you know, comparatively speaking, to both other things they have on and to the original Criminal Minds.
0: I'm going to check TV by the numbers, renew, cancel.
1: But yeah, it is the second spinoff of Criminal Minds. I feel like Gary Smith
2: plays the same character on like every show he does
0: now. 100%. This says TV by the numbers is what I've reviewed, is what I use, and they say that Criminal Minds Beyond Borders is likely to return.
1: Wouldn't be surprised. I I haven't heard it.
0: Along with Limitless, the odd couple, Criminal Minds, which already was renewed, because this is last Tuesday, Supergirl and Life in Pieces. I can't believe Life in Pieces hasn't been renewed. It's it's average for the year was a two. Like they got a two share. <laughs> anyway,
1: I guess they are saving something for the.
0: Yeah, I guess they have to have some surprise for the upfronts.
1: Well,
2: I think the Supergirl drama answer. will reign
1: supreme.
0: Monday, right?
1: Yeah, next. Hey,
3: okay,
0: you guys. Yeah, I'll we'll be in Boca
3: Raton.
1: By the end of next week, we'll know all the, all the broadcast networks' new shows and what's officially canceled and officially picked up and all that good stuff. So there'll be plenty of things to try and figure out whether they're going to be good or not. And a bunch of things that people will be pissed off about (laughs) because they thought they were going to get renewed (laughs) and they got canceled. And
0: So Containment, which we took off our list, but I'm thinking about now because we're talking about upfronts. It was only supposed to be – well, it was originally supposed to be like a series, right? And then they were like, oh, it's a limited event, which I guess they didn't have like good plans for or good thoughts or whatever. What's the word? Expectations? But now – it's got like great ratings, comparatively speaking, and TV by the numbers says it's probably going to get a second season.
2: Well, what is it? A, a new outbreak in a different city?
1: I, I guess. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I don't know what you what you do with that, unless, yeah, you. I mean, would you go someplace else? Would be a whole new cast, or you mm-hmm. you continue on the outbreak here? Because if you are continuing on the story here, then. That would be sort of a giveaway that you're not going to get any resolution (laughs) as to (laughs) what happens. Because it seemed like you were going to get some sort of uh, story resolution in some respects. But again, they're only telling it over... The series pretty much takes place over like a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's not like it wouldn't be a shock for them not to have figured some they might have been able to figure some things out but they haven't been able to completely stop it yet or or i don't know but uh and they can continue on with the the drama elements of you know but i don't know i i really wish certain series would just be like if you have an idea and here's an ar- here's here's what we have just because it does well doesn't mean we have to wayward pines it and that didn't yeah. do that well.
2: <laughs> it's perfectly acceptable
1: to tell a short story. Because yeah. mm-hmm. something like *Wayward Pines*, I don't even get like as the audience. They told us all the mystery pretty much. So, are we just going to be watching a new guy that gets woke up, trying to figure out what's going on, and we're all going to be going, but we know what's going on? Uh, Who knows? People are in charge. It doesn't even it doesn't even make sense, but. But yeah, I wish so I wish things like containment would just be, you know, a mini series or or a limited series yeah. would actually mean it's going to be limited to Yeah. Mm-hmm. That. Well, that's just
0: so that they can that's so they can protect themselves at the end and be like, we always knew it would be a limited series. It's not a failure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah it is sort of like splitting Yeah. splitting uh, both ends so you can you can ride both waves whichever way it yes. goes.
0: So that's our news and a little bit extra.
1: That's what we like to do on the podcast. Give you a absolutely little bit extra, more than you expected.
0: Prime time, Twelve Monkeys, season two, episode three, one hundred years. I don't watch the show.
2: You don't watch Twelve Monkeys? No. Not your monkeys. Not your circus.
1: I thought it was on your list of things that you watched.
0: No, and you also have it written: Twelve Monkeys, Jason and Ivy.
1: Do I? Apparently, yeah. it wasn't on your list.
0: We were not. So, prepared.
1: Jason, what did you think <laughs> about this week's episode? Yes, that's right. <laughs> I liked it I liked them going you know they went back to 1944 we actually find out what the you know the group in the future that took over the machine was trying to why they were sending people back uh, we find out more about Jennifer Goins and that there's others like her that have some importance to the uh, to the timeline
0: Who's the, who plays Jennifer Goins
1: Emily Hampshire.
0: Oh, from Shit's Creek. Okay.
1: From from what?
0: Shit's Creek on Pop, the best oh, show on TV.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's so good. Henry just likes to drop a Shit's Creek every now and then uh, on the podcast.
0: True. I just uh, spell it out.
1: Uh, <laughs> and here I am without a paddle. I knew your story. Yes, that's S C H I T T. No, uh, but I I liked all of that type of stuff that we you know that we found out. I also find it really interesting that that Cole and Cassie have basically, like, switched places from the first season. He got stuck in the past for a while while she got stuck in the future for a while. And by the time, you know, she comes back and she's turned into the shoot first, ask questions later person where before she was like, you know, we might need to find some more information out about this. And now Cole's the one going, yo, lady, step back. <laughs> <laughs> step back for a second and let's see. And then she's like, well, that's sort of like taking it after you. And he's basically like, yeah, but you were always telling me that, that wasn't the right way. I like that sort of switch that's taking place. It kind of, you know, it and that now that they're sort of teaming up, both being sent back to different places. So it's not just always him going back to her timeline. You know, she's now being able to go back and forth and uh, in the timeline as well. I like the whole stuff about the picture. Even though she didn't want to go, and then when she decides to go, then she's like, well, okay, we got to make sure this happens. And uh, I don't know. I'm just really enjoying what they're doing with uh, all this – their spin on the on the 12 Monkeys story here. Well, what about you, Ivy?
2: Yeah, I think I'm still a little – uh, I don't want to call it, like, dumbstruck, but I'm still trying to sort out this reverse of roles like you talked about earlier, with Cole and Cassie kind of coming from a different perspective. It's it's weird, right? That I just... It seems so counterculture. Cassie in particular, and that that six months or whatever it was, that, that, that flash where she, you know, lived in the future and kind of became a more hardened version of herself. Um, it's just kind of weird, and it's... It's I don't like them at odds, I don't like them not being on the same page um and maybe it's because I'm just so sick and tired of negative television um that it's it's okay to have your characters happy from time to time
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, that it feels like put setting them at odds um just really isn't the way to go. I do like. The the introduction of these Of this this other group And um, especially like that Scotty Thompson Is on my television again Because she's someone that I like a great deal Um, Where's she from? She was on, I will always remember her from uh, Like a season 6 Recurring role in NCIS Mm. Where she played um, Oh god, what's that guy's name? Essentially she played a love interest to Denozo's character that was an undercover Gig for him to get at her father Played by Armando Santé which was mm-hmm. kind of cool to see him in a role like that. And she's popped around in a couple of other different things. She was in the first couple of episodes of Graceland as the character that got kicked out of the house. And so she's she's always in these things where you think she's going to be a recurring character or a main character, and she just disappears. So, <clears>
3: Okay.
2: <throat> um, but that whole, the, the mythology of, of them and how they're working at odds, and I think it's nice to have a more visual antagonist for the characters. So that's nice to see. Um, And anytime Michael Hogan shows up, I'm on board. So I like the changes that they've done this season, like I said, but I'm still trying to wrap my head around this reverse dynamic because it just doesn't feel right between those two characters.
1: Yeah, there is, there is something about that. I don't know. Part of it is, is the throwing a roadblock between two romantic characters Mm-hmm. because they had them getting, you know, closer and closer. And the first story, I mean, part of their, even their marketing and stuff was that, you know, it was like a love story through time, mm-hmm. you know, type of stuff. And so then to have them get split up with her in the future and seeing what, I mean, getting a chance to see like what future he was from, I can see that changing you some, but also like she's now sort of like, I don't know, are they sort of you know, the one... The one guy that's, like, the head of the security now of the base that was sort of a bad guy last season but now is sort of on board for helping them out. She seems to sort of be, like, with that guy and and then at odds with, you know, what Cole is, thinks about things now. Yeah, that's an odd relationship. It almost feels like that's the one thing that almost feels like a roadblock for roadblock's sake. You know, like, uh, well, we, you know, we got our characters this close, but then we had to split them apart. And now because of that, you know, when they get back together, they're further apart now. And I assume over time they grow back closer together or whatever, because they're the couple for the show. But I find, you know, some of this, some of the, some of the stuff, though, I, I like sort of the switch in her getting a little bit more perspective of what it really, you know, what really happened. But not so much that it would just like totally turn her into like a like a Terminator, <laughs> you know. Mm. But the other thing I did like is that they did sort of solve something, and it did change the timeline. Yeah, that was fun. But that there's the the people that have been shot up with the the stuff that allows them to travel that they remember the old timeline and not necessarily the new timeline. But they could see, you know, they could see it like change. So, like you were talking about, like with Michael Hogan, in the, you know, he had become, you know, he he'd become like Doctor Jones. They'd gotten really close and stuff. And then all of a sudden, the timeline changes, and she's like, uh, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> you know. And now he's trying to reconcile. Like I was in love with this person, but now she doesn't even remember me, at least not in that way. That's an interesting roadblock to throw in between a couple. It's, hey, timeline changed and I'm stuck in the old one and you're stuck in the new (laughs) one. But I did find that interesting that they actually let, you know, sort of like future events change, you know, somewhat, but not, you know, not enough that they actually solved the problem. Because while they sort of solved something, there was also something else going wrong, like they were sending people back this other group was using the machine to send other people back to various times. So that'll be, I think that, that could be interesting going forward, especially since it looks like they got stuck and now they're going to be sending Ramsey back in the next episode to try and find them. And that you're going to have sort of them trying to chase down these different timelines. I mean, different going back in time to different places to try and figure out which one's, you know where they sent these people and who they're after and and trying to stop them and of course at some point one of them will probably be going after uh, Jennifer or whatever uh, possibly and so i don't know i liked some of that stuff that they added in some of the some of the change in personality it does feel like it's almost a little bit too far in a in such in what is sort of a short period of time but then you know to talk periods of time i <laughs> It's only been yeah. six. It's only been six months on the hundred, and there's been a lot yeah. of change in some characters on <laughs> that show. That's very true. So I guess it depends on your circumstances and what you've seen, uh, and maybe you know six months in the future after basically the world has ended might accelerate your uh, change of mind on your position on things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But at any rate, in, quite enjoying Twelve Monkeys.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. One of the things you pointed out earlier was the. Was there now that they're now that Cassie's moving through time herself, they're not really tied to you know the the, the lifespan that she had as an adult where Amanda Scholl could play the character. They can go back to the 40s, they can go back to different time periods, which I think that they're doing to better effect than any other time traveling show that may or may not be on television
1: right <laughs> now. tomorrow.
0: Oh, that show! Oh, that show!
2: So. But Twelve Monkeys has proven since its first season, which was only you know last season, that they get time travel better than any show in a long time, any or any real fiction has in popular culture in a long time. So, I'm I a have, fan. I've just got to get used to I'll it.
0: Go back and watch it eventually.
2: Yeah, if if for no other reason for Amanda Shaw, who is an in, incredibly underrated actress.
0: I mean, I love Center Stage.
2: Oh, I keep forgetting she's in that, and I keep yeah. starting that to rewatch it, and then. Never finish it.
0: Listen, everybody, I'm not talking about the center stage sequel. I'm talking about center stage, the real, <laughs> real deal. Um Peter Gallagher's the best, but Amanda Schul's pretty good. So that's twelve monkeys. I'll get caught up eventually. Our next show is The Catch, Season One, Episode Seven, The Ringer. This is a show that I think is going to be canceled. <laughs> but I really am in en- I I'm liking better the show. Than I was prior to this episode, because you get a sense of how they're going to be interacting together, and when he helps her with the with the kid goes missing, like you understand why Christopher or Ben or whatever his name is like should be around, like why she might want to help him or whatever. I don't know. It's not a great show.
1: Yeah, is it like the most fantastic show? No, but then neither is some of the other where some of the other shows on that night have gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I like that
0: candle. I couldn't do it anymore. You know,
1: uh, so uh, I like the, I like the pace of it. I like that, mm-hmm. you know, they have the ongoing story, but they still give you some story of the week to go on. But I like these type of shows that revolve around, you know, sort of a or movies or whatever that revolve around, you know, a con or trying to, you know, get at somebody or, and you have all these different. Now you have all these different people playing like all these different positions, like and you know, you're, like you have Christopher helping her, but then you have the other guy finding out that that he's meeting with her. Mm-hmm. So they all have like different agendas, even though like the the couple of them, their main agenda is sort of to stay alive, right? But I, I, you know, I liked all the stuff that you had, you know, like in this last episode, you had them conning this, you know, young, rich guy. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: But yet it was really the other guy setting all of them up to take that guy off their hands so that he could slip in and take over a deal that that guy was supposed to be, you know, show up for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there was a whole other thing there and then
0: I think she just smiles at weird, inopportune times. Like she's overly smiley, and that's, that's really all weird.
2: she
1: does is smile.
0: She just smiles, and it's like <laughs> this is not something you should be smiling about.
1: Well, maybe it's it's just that it's a backlog from.
2: <laughs> I guess. Yeah, up. all the time
1: on the killing. For all the time on the uh, killing, where if she started to smile, they they were like, "Stop!"
0: I love Jackie, Ito, the guy who's playing Agent Dow, really? but. I love him. I don't love Dow. I don't like the character. I just like the guy because I was a fan of Taxi Brooklyn. <laughs> he was in with Charlie Lee. I liked well, that show. One.
2: You were the one fan of that show. I
0: was uh, the one uh, fan, and I watched had, every You and Shiloh episode. Lee's mom. And then Jackie Ito's character got shot in the final episode, and it was never renewed, so I don't know what happened. Spoilers. I don't know. It's like it's like It's a show that I actually am catching up on, obviously. It's one of the shows that I cause i've I'm behind on so many other things, but
1: so you've been doing the catch up yeah <laughs> <All> <laughs> about
0: it. it's the i she overly sachets, she smiles too much, but i like I said, I do like now like it took a while for them to establish that Christopher at first you think he's this bad guy, then he is not so much of a bad guy, then she comes around to it like it took a while to get to the setup where maybe they will kind of work together, but also against each other at the same time. I like that cat and mouse game much more than the, she's woefully, you know, she's sad because he cheated her out of money or something. Like, I just like the way that it's going. Mm-hmm. As of episode seven, I just think it's a shame it probably won't see past episode 13 or so.
2: Are the ratings really that bad?
0: I think it just compared to what else is on ABC, it is.
1: Yeah, I, I think it compared, yeah, compared to... How to get away with murder that was in that time slot and coming in after scandal that yeah it's not doing as well as they as they would have hoped, yeah, I suppose they have something else they'll probably have other things in the pipeline that they could try and put in there to, but then they're gonna have next season they're gonna have less episodes of scandal, just like they have you know short orders of. How to get away with murder, so they're gonna have to yeah. have something else for the other half. they got sick of, of hiding season.
0: her behind a giant purse. Because <laughs> it was
1: pretty obvious. I'll um, well,
2: tell you, I completely have given up on how to get away.
1: Can't they just make her have to be fake pregnant like on Brooklyn nine nine? Oh, see, that was smart. How <laughs> to get
0: away with murder. I actually stuck with more than I stuck with Scandal. Because Scandal I'm just done with. But I don't know. This is light and fluffy, even though there's a lot of like
1: people getting shot in the head.
0: It was always good to see my buddy Vic. Sahay, cuz I love him and Annie Worsling, I love her, so that was a good uh, cast for this week's episode. Yeah, so I mean it's a show I'm watching and I don't hate it and I don't love it, but it's it's leaning more towards like a show I'm enjoying. It's not a show that I'm reluctantly watching with the the odd couple like, I can't stop myself from watching The Odd Couple. And I think it's more because I just <laughs> want to see how how off the wagon Matthew Perry has gotten in each episode. And it's worse <laughs> and worse as the episodes go on. Like, he couldn't even form sentences in this past episode, yet he still shot the show. So that's more out of a morbid curiosity than anything. But the cast yeah, is it, actually liking the show.
2: It was nice to see Annie Werschling in something and help me try to get the the stench off of her turn on the Vampire Diaries out of my... Because that was not fun to watch her on that show. And so to I see know. her do this with something where she's actually got a little depth of the character was nice.
1: Yeah, I like her. <laughs> Although it was like the oddest couple ever. Yep, it really is. <laughs> Especially with the background that they gave them and like how they met. And you're just like, wait. That's-
2: <laughs> wait, wait, what? Really?
1: <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, she was... Okay, it just seemed like uh just seemed like they were talking about a different type of couple or something like that, but it was yeah, always good to you know see them uh, on your t v screen but i just en- I just enjoy the show i
0: yeah it's mind not you don't need to pay too much attention
1: Well, it's just one of those you just sit back and watch and and kind of like leverage watching them pull off the con mm-hmm. how's it gonna go and how you know, yeah. what could possibly go wrong and how they're going to solve things in the middle of of things going wrong. Uh, or like this episode where there's a con within a con and then, uh, I don't know. It, so far it hasn't spun out of control too much where there's too many competing, Yeah, you know, sort of ideas or people. I like the idea that, that she came around at the end and was like, i I know what you said but i'm going to do something to try and help you extricate yourself from this situation
0: sonia Walder, i haven't liked her in anything since penny
1: i did did you watch flash forward
0: yeah
2: i liked her in that
0: i just i don't know i think she sucks her cheeks in too much
2: well that's like that's like saying that that enos is sashaying too much it's like i can i'm with you on the smiling but she can sashay all she wants <laughs> just just throwing that out there
0: i'm interested to see what it would have been like if um what's his name Dayoub from stitchers was still the the ben christopher character and that if beth if joy Lentz was still you know the Margot character like i it would have been interesting to see where they went with that but I do like Peter Cross very much, so... Yeah, he's good. So I, that's the catch. It's a good wife. This pains me. Season 7, episode 22, end. Okay. Finally. I've had some time to think about it. <laughs>
3: I just got to a
0: text message with two of my best friends today. And we've agreed that it wasn't a great finale. <laughs> but... I did like little moments. Like my favorite moment in the whole episode was where she is on the days with him when he's giving his, he's stepping down as governor Alicia and Peter and he reaches for her hand and she's already on her way out. That was one of my favorite scenes. And I think it was an important scene, but I just, I couldn't get around how much of this final episode, like the final show, the final past couple episodes have all been about Peter's trial. I can't get around how it became back about Peter again when it was supposed to be establishing Alicia without Peter. I just...
1: Well, that was the... Well, the, sort of the normal storytelling thing is you, is you end where you began. Sure. And so I liked that. You know, the whole... There was a bit with her and a message on the phone. Uh, and, you know, sort of like the same place that the, the thing was taking place in the first episode. mm mm-hmm. The slap. Which I hated. Not so much that, but the the other stuff that was taking place. But then, like you said, there was a change where, you know, at the end of it, she was like, she walked off. It was sort of like her saying, "Okay, I'm I'm done with this." Yeah. But in some respects, I thought we were going to get more closure. Well, not nec- of an ending. Not necessarily more closure. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with a show like this giving you an ending that's sort of you know, that ends some of the major storylines and maybe puts people in, in, a, in a good spot, but obviously you can... No one's in a good spot! ...that they're going to keep on, you know, going and doing trials and stuff like that. Uh, so I, I'm kind of fine with that. I just felt that it was weird that after all this time and even what seemed to be pointing at much of this season was Alicia finally figuring out or trying to figure out, like, what she wanted. Right. Uh and then while you did get the little scene of her not grabbing the hand and it, and it sort of feeling like okay, she's done with that, you know, with whatever's happening there. He's she's probably still going to divorce him and yeah. And go in this other direction, but they also sort of turned her into a weird character a little bit where she turned in almost to like to Peter. Well, or to like Diane or or whatever and
0: not even Diane was always compassionate. I think Alicia was also compassionate. There were compassionate. times that she
1: would go she would go too far or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the the whole thing of her having Luca go after you know her husband on the stand
0: to introduce the idea that Kurt would have had an affair, like that's not the character we know and to ch- like to change trajectory on him in the series finale that
1: I don't even know that that that's one of the. It almost felt like a plan B. Like, well, we're just going to, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, from and that from, was from so the that practice. was new information.
0: Well, yeah, like, well, they had they, hinted
1: at it before. Like, he was selling to the, you know, and he
0: he did admit like I don't know if he admitted, but he said like before there was probably something inappropriate between them when he was her instructor, like back in the day. But, yeah. you know, they established that there was nothing going on and he wasn't selling because they were having an affair. It wasn't anything like that. And I don't
1: think mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. necessarily is the case. I think they were just trying to put that out there as a possibility because they never let, you know, they have her man walk he's out saying. and you never really hear him, you know, he doesn't answer.
0: And uh, I think she walks out more out of, you know, embarrassment that they're doing this to her husband in front of her without her knowledge.
1: Yeah, without, this,
0: you know, after they thought they had agreed.
1: The main thing that bothered me about that scene wasn't necessarily that totally that Alicia got, I mean, a little bit that Alicia would go, you know, have Luca go that far after, you know, their discussion. But that in that scene, when Diane and Alicia are going back and forth on what they think they need to do. Luca had another idea. Luca is sitting there going, but there's another idea. There's another idea, Mm -hmm. but there's another way. And then after she leaves, at least like, "Luke, I need you to do something for me," and I was waiting for Luca to say, "But I have another idea." <laughs> I <Yeah. was> like, <laughs> why? She was just saying, "But I think there's another way." But I think there's another way, and then they didn't put out a. You know, I, yeah. I, that was the that was that was really the thing that bothered me about that about that. Yeah. Scene. And
0: I was glad Carrie got to come back and say to Matan, "What if we did miss something?" And like. Matan was kind of redeemed in a way that he he did go do it and he did listen to Carrie and Carrie did listen to like what if the bullets are still there. I like that part of it. And I am glad that Josh Charles is back.
1: And then actually find out that, you know, they had that put the right person away yeah. because he'd always seemed like the type of guy that was like, ah, oh, we had a good case. It doesn't matter. Almost like it doesn't matter whether he really did it or not. <laughs> we had the evidence to prove right. it. So right. that's all I care exactly. about. Uh, and so, yeah, it did sort of do that for him while it was a little weird in the last couple episodes for for the mike tassioni to like drop out it made sense so that you could add diane in yeah instead of having this whole new character be so big a part of
0: though he was amazing yeah i (laughs) love it
1: could you only imagine like what that couple had been like when they were
0: (laughs) i would love a spinoff (laughs) of carrie preston and and will pope (laughs) will pope is his name on falling skies will patton No, Pope was the bad guy on Falling Skies. I'm getting everything confused, but it's Will Patton, and I would love to watch them together. Hadley said to me today, "The important thing is that she got to get the closure with Will that she never got, and and by choosing Will, Will's ghost essentially, like she did get to choose what she wanted, and then she did choose Jason. Like she, whether you know, in the future, because we won't know because it ended open endedly, does something happen there? she chose him and she chased after him and she she chose anybody but peter basically and that was the important thing
2: but i mean i don't i don't mind an open-ended story like that because it's all about her making the choice and to leave uh-huh. and to, to be done with peter and you're right the imagery of him peter reaching for her and her being gone was incredible it was probably yeah, the, it was, far, it was the, the best yeah. part but but i did not like the imagery of her chasing after him that felt wrong. I would, you know, if you're going to make her happy, make her be happy, but don't leave her chasing somebody else, which just feels That's
3: true.
2: you know, the taking away her agency a little. And I'm like the last person that normally concerns myself with that, but yeah. uh, it certainly doesn't work here, and I thought this show would have done that better.
1: So what did you think about the slap?
0: Uh, I hate where they ended Diane and Alicia. I think it was important, because it did bring it full circle like that Alicia... She's a lot more like Peter was than she cares to admit and has to admit it now that she's been slapped in the face by someone that she held, you know, kind of close, her partner-in-law. But I just hate that that's where that relationship ended because they had gotten to a good spot. I mean, they were at odds a couple of times, obviously, but and I, they had gotten to a good spot. And of any of the relationships, of any of the things, I just don't like that that's where those two ended up. But I understand it. I just don't like that that's the relationship. Or the, yeah, you know.
2: especially considering how many times they've – and I don't want to say they've been broken up, but they've been at odds. Yeah, you, absolutely. Know, you think you could have ended that. Again, it goes back to what I said earlier. At some point, it's okay to let your characters be happy. Yeah. No, it's Every true. Every once in a while, especially in finales. It's okay. Nobody's going to – the police writing TV – I mean, the the TV writing police are not going to come after you. It'll be Okay. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Oh man, you went with a happy ending. <laughs> shame, yeah. shame you're getting a ticket, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna have to pay a fine and all kinds of stuff for for giving you a happy ending. We don't do happy like endings anymore. Yeah,
0: I like the idea that the show's gonna like live on in perpetuity. Like in our minds, Alicia's still practicing law, but. In my mind, it's, like, a really sad place about it because she's practicing law and her partner hates her and her husband's on probation and they're getting divorced. She didn't end up with the super hot dude. Her kids are both idiots. Her mother's a drunk. Her brother's insane. Like, it's just, you don't want to envision this future where so much bad stuff is going to
2: happen. But she's going to have so many great clients because, to me, she was great. But one of the one of the best parts about this show was all of the clients.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: So... I wish they could have away. gotten
0: I wish they could have gotten Dylan Baker back cuz Colin Sweeney was my favorite of her creepy guys <laughs>
2: well,
1: and At the least there was a ownership?
0: mention. Did he just like disappear? I don't remember how that story ended.
1: Yeah. Well they they yeah they like Ivy said that he did still get a mention cuz that was she needed research on that case that was right. something that uh, could apply to getting the evidence you know added back in you know And the after juxtaposition the trial sort of there over.
3: Where
0: she's, you know, in her second year and she's talking to Will and you can kind of sense that like that new scene that they shot, like you can sense that she didn't quite know what was going on or have it all in her mind. Like she wasn't she was a good lawyer, but she wasn't a great lawyer. And the fact that she went back to the, the office and she really dug for this and she remembered from this old case, this old thing, like it showed to you that she's also grown not only as like on her own, but as like an actual lawyer who is someone you'd want to be the partner in a super huge, you know, women run firm.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I did like, I did like some of the stuff, like you mentioned, Carrie, like they gave Carrie sort of the ending of finding out that actually he likes being a lawyer and actually, you know, has, looks like he's having fun, like teaching others about the law, but just wasn't built for the politics of running or being a part of a, a, a law firm and that it took him a long time to figure out that that's you know, even though he had instigated some stuff and been a part of different things, that overall that that was the part that he didn't enjoy because it took him away from, you know, actually working on cases or doing, yeah, doing other stuff. So I, I like that sort of, you know, ending for that character. Uh, but overall, the thing I always liked about the show is the cases that they did, and that they, while they did your, you know, like the Sweeney cases or, you know, the weird murder case or something like that from time to time. A lot of times they delve delved into these different uh, technology based things or
2: mm-hmm. like all the NSA stuff.
1: Yeah the NSA stuff, but you know like in this last season, the whole thing about the the lady flying her drone around her neighborhood because people have been stealing stuff, you know, and the guy that didn't want to be you know have a drone flying around taking pictures and video of, of his house and the people coming and going you know, some of those type of stories, like I always said is that this show, the cases that they covered were ripped from the headlines. They were just reading like the technology section or the business section, as opposed to, (laughs) you know, the front page or, or, you know, the, that type of stuff is that, yeah, a lot of the stuff that they had in these cases were, were very interesting. The whole, the whole case around the, you know the border at the and then and then you go up and you learn a little bit about like how things work in a Canadian case or And
0: Jane Atkinson gets to be there. I love that lady.
1: <laughs> or you get like a, the case where or the thing where Alicia gets added to the secret panel. Right. Or the case where Diane is helping the student uh fight to keep the student paper at the private university going all of these things were ripped right out of things that are going on like now or over the last couple of years, you know, that one revolved all around, you know, sort of like the discourse on college campuses and, and how, you know, sort of the, the people that are for tolerance are also for shutting down somebody that disagrees with them, hmm. all right. uh, you know, type of topics. And, and they always took interesting positions and they also didn't always like come to an exact conclusion. Yeah but they they gave you enough information that you sort of could like go well I think that's wrong or I I wouldn't want that happening either or I just always uh well I liked the characters they had a lot of good character stuff and the interactions between a lot of the characters was also a good part of the show uh for me uh, the thing that I really enjoyed was the different cases that they took on and it being different than every other law show out there uh and uh it was actually it was actually a lot of fun this last weekend when i caught up and watched uh, yeah watched the 17 episodes i had on the dvr over the weekend leading up to the series finale and so basically watched the last 18 episodes in two days and uh it was just just a lot of a lot of cool cases and stuff like that it was weird Fast-forwarding through Christmas commercials and stuff, but, you know.
2: <laughs> I tell you, as someone who st- – I think I stopped watching The Good Wife two seasons ago or whatever the season was that Carrie was in all the legal trouble and had been arrested. Um, and, and I came back for these last two episodes. But his disposition and being so disconnected from everything was kind of the biggest shock your, you know, culture shock coming back to the show. So um, it was kind of weird to see him. I mean, if you'd stopped watching, you'd not seen the last two seasons and then to come back and see where he was. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what, huh? <laughs> What's going on now? Say what again?
1: Yeah, well, he was always at odds with, you know, seemingly at odds with somebody or always having to fight to keep something or somebody else was doing something or like they had the a whole bunch of interns like walk out Mm -hmm. To go to another firm. But then, you know, he worked out and they got the upper hand and then ended up firing them. I mean, some of that stuff was was fun. But it also showed that inside there were always all these, you know, it was a law firm of quote unquote partners. But, like, everybody had different agendas. Like, David Lee was just – like, he even says – I was glad he was not in the finale. Yeah, but even he says in an episode towards the end that he's just there to milk this thing and as much as he can get out of it. And, you know, <laughs> like, that's the only reason he's here. And so so he ends up going against – even though he was sort of teaming up with Carrie and didn't like the sort of all-female partnership you know, or name partners type of idea – He looks at it and comes around and goes, actually, this might be a, Uh I'll still be a partner. I'll still be able to get lots of, and we might actually be able to grow the firm even more. And that only puts more money in my pockets. And so he like changes and goes against Carrie. And that was sort of like the last straw for Carrie is just like, I'm not between that and getting subpoenaed for, you know, Peter's case and all that stuff. It just sort of pushed him over Yeah. where he was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm out, you know, (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. i'll miss it it was a great show when it was really great and it was a good show when it was mediocre so i mean you can't do much better than that a show that was never bad in my opinion so that's the good wife i'll miss it i hope we see jeffrey dean morgan in something where he's not killing people very soon
1: (laughs) when he's not killing people off screen
0: well no when he's not killing people on screen
2: i'm
1: good with him just not killing people one way or the other
0: I mean, yeah, I hope he's not killing people in real life. He has a candy shop he has to run. Um, did you know that he and, his, and Hillary own a candy shop in upstate New York? Isn't that funny? So, anyway, our last, no, not our last show. Silicon Valley, Season 3, Episode 3, Minor Toggins Haversack. You
2: know, I've it's, been it's, waiting for someone to say that thing ever <laughs> since we put it on the list.
0: Um, you know, that secret military uh, <laughs> coup or whatever. I just, this show. It's just, it's beyond. It's incredibly funny. These people are, I love when they all put their minds together and work for something. Like, I love when they are at odds with each other, because that's when the funniest stuff comes, because they hate each other so much. But they also support each other so much that when they come up with this plan to go sneak in, like, you believe it. And you want to mm-hmm. support them, and you love them. And Stephen Toblosky, like, I like him in this role, even though he totally doesn't get Richard's, like, vision.
2: I've gotten to the point where I kind of don't care how successful they. I don't care what they're doing, because yeah. anything could as long as they're cracking jokes, because that no, to me, so true. like, I could care less if Pied Piper does well. I could care less if they do this box or if they I go with the, the application. Like,
0: I don't know what the algorithm is.
1: <laughs>
0: and I don't care because I think they're so funny.
1: Yeah. Well, I like his impassioned plea about like what the platform is where you know, because of the compression algorithm that you could send so much more data through like the same pipes that you have now
3: Mm -hmm.
1: that type of, you know, that type of stuff is, is an interesting thing like uh, down the line, but then they just want to turn it into like a backup system. (laughs) You (laughs) You can, that you can basically rent space on a box or buy your own box or whatever and put it in a giant, you know server farm and you know back your back your data up to it but our compression algorithm allows you to put so much more stuff onto uh, on onto you know you know hard drives and stuff like that that would take you know normally you need like way more space to be able to mm-hmm. keep all your data and stuff like that and so you know that's an interesting use of it and you can see like that's a a product now type of thing but it's also sort of like because you keep seeing like all these other companies that are you know like you had the one that sort of had an like they were like well we have a good enough algorithm and so mm-hmm. we're we're selling it to you know like porn sites and other video streaming type things or whatever uh just to you know make some money and then you find out now that there's this other company that's you know coming around and now they you know they're trying to actually put that uh, you know a platform like that together and so there's like these other competing things that seem to sort of want to do, or even like Huli, Kevin wanting wanting to add it into the, <laughs> you know, wanted to add it into their system. It's all there's all these other things, all these other competing things that all want to do something mm-hmm. very similar or like what Richard's idea is. But the one place that you would think he'd be able to do it at his own company that he started is the one place that he can you know, that they don't want to that they're not looking at that right now.
0: Um, The Dinesh chain jokes were some of the funniest (laughs) things I've ever heard. I love that they called him chain the virgin. Uh, (laughs) I love bell Biv Dinesh. I'm sorry, bell Biv Dinesh, but that chain is poison. It's one of the best lines (laughs) I've ever of all time. Um, Especially since they ended
1: the episode with that song as over the credits.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They do some good work with their music choices at the end. Um, what did Jared say to him? Well, I liked when he tried to call him when he was bust. something, something about Halal, and that one fell. And they are like, come on, Jared.
1: I can't remember <laughs> what the, oh, that's so bothering me, because it was so I great. I love that
3: Jared
0: did it. It was
1: so great to see Jared, like, actually set something up and then give the, you know, the punchline, and it was a good one.
0: Yes. And, and I love it that like even Jared's busting my balls, and he's like, "I am, I did." <laughs> yeah. He
1: was so excited, and he's like so happy that he's like joining in with the gang because usually he's the one that everybody is is sort of ganging up on. Yeah, uh, but he's just like so happy. He's just like, "Oh, that's just what ha-, you know. It's just be part. That's what being part of the gang is." And so for him to actually finally, you know, get in there and get a, like a little jab back, uh, and that, <laughs> and that Gilfoyle actually thought it was funny. That, right. I think that was right. like the best part is like Guilfoyle actually thought it was a good that Jared got a good one in uh, that was pretty good and so sad that I can't think of what the <laughs> what the heck it was I was
0: really happy when they brought what's her name, Carla, is that her name, back? <laughs> she's like, and sexual harassment for when Jared forced me <laughs> against my will to be friends with that Monica chick like I just love that <laughs> so much <laughs> um,
2: I like how she screwed them over and just left you know, that it wasn't yeah. a big storyline, but she was just back for a second.
0: Yeah. I just think it's so funny. I think that they're doing it's them and Veep. They're just the funniest thing. I, I, it's one of my favorite hours in a TV on, in like on the week. Like I love those, those back to back. Oh, was it, it was, um, I'm just thinking about it. Wasn't it, sorry, sorry, Django?
1: You know, oh, unchanged un- Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he, ne- he had taken the necklace off. <laughs> oh, that was scary. That's right. That's what it was.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I just think that they they are a funny. I mean, I love Martin Star. Martin Star has always been one of my absolute favorite people. I mean, Bill haverchuk is one of the best characters ever created freaks and geeks and so i've been a fan of him forever and i really love him and uh what's his name kumail Nanjiani. um i love them together i just i feel like i anybody i talk to i'm like did you watch silicon valley because it's the best show on tv and everybody's like what no my brother finally started watching it and he's actually the one who texted me the (laughs) Bill biv dinesh joke
3: um
0: (laughs) which is hysterical i just guys Everybody needs to be watching the show. I mean, it's a little out there, and then there you have the horse sex, which is a little intense. But um, I just love it, and I think TJ Miller is genius and insane. And I love that he, he clearly knows nothing. Um, <laughs> like Bachman knows nothing, uh, but he pretends he knows everything, and that makes him an amazing character.
1: But I did like in the in the previous episode where. It actually showed that, or, or where somewhere recently, it, where he actually sat down and started coding. Was that in the right. end of last season, or was it the beginning of this season?
0: We actually tried to, yeah, he actually shows us he knows what he can do. He just,
1: that he actually can code, you know, yeah. and actually, and does know some of what he's talking about. He just is always high, you know, and, <laughs> right. and, and, and sort of uh, out there. The thing I think is funny about this show is that. Everybody's sort of so self-involved that they can't, even though they're all smart, like in their own way or about their own thing, that they just can't see like how dumb they're being in certain things that are just, you know, like having a uh, TJ Miller's character on the stand where like everything oh he's gosh. doing, everything he's doing is like totally helping. And then he totally just take, takes it too far and opens the and opens it up so it looks like they're going to lose uh, now and it's and it's all his know, it would have been all his fault and so yeah there's always there's always stuff like that but then I do lo- love the stuff like uh, he's smart enough to go in and spin the other guy's app to be a thing to for people to be able to tell where there are lots of smokers <laughs> so you can avoid those spots uh, and then the guy goes out and pops uh, lights up a cigarette to celebrate because that's what you do in his country is you only smoke <laughs> <laughs> uh and it you know it totally just like uh, you know sort of ruins things it's that type of stuff you realize like you know the guy's smart enough to like create this app he's smart enough to like spin it for that group to possibly get some funding and then the the other guy just has no under like no understanding of the situation, and then just goes out and completely ruins it by lighting up a cigarette in the office, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they all they all do that stuff like from t- time to time. They all just like end up hurting themselves, like Richard in this case, where they actually all come together and all agree and come up with this, spend all night coming up with this whole plan. <laughs> And then he trips over the hose, and the stuff falls <laughs> right. out of his. And, they, and the guy picks up the thing and instantly sees what it is, and tells the guy, and now they're in trouble. Uh, so it's like, yeah, you know, even the guy that's usually the one, you know, that's a little bit smarter, and not quite. You know, they're like, "Why did you bring it in?" And he's like, "Well, we need to shred it, and we didn't have a shredder, and they have a shredder here." And huh. but they've been setting up that. They've been, like, setting that thing up with the guy building, you know, putting together the water feature or whatever. <laughs> and and uh, in all these, in, in, like, multiple episodes, I think, to then all of a sudden have him trip over the hose. That stuff's sort of, like, been there for,
3: yeah,
1: in the background. And then it, it just, like, reaches out and grabs you. And, yeah, it's one of those, like, I caught up with that as well. I watched the last seven episodes, the last season, and the first three of this season to catch up. And the whole time I'm going like, why did I stop watching this? Like, yeah. and the reason I stopped watching is because the episodes were available on demand and I could get mm-hmm. to them anytime. And so I ended up watching them now because since I had watched 17 episodes off the DVR of the good wife, I had a, you know, a pretty good free spot of it where I didn't have to watch a, you know some other stuff to get some free space on the DVR so i was like oh this is going to be a good time to to catch up with the silicon valley and yeah the, i think the other thing that i really uh liked is uh what's his name what is it baghead
3: head, and how yeah. he's just
1: like how he's just like failed up continually like failed upwards yeah and and <laughs> even though even though you and you had the one episode where you had the those two ladies talking about well, he's the head of this and the head of this, and that just doesn't happen by mistake. you know he must be really on top of it or whatever, <laughs> and then they figure out this thing because of uh their poor uh because some of their employment agreements aren't necessarily valid that they can actually fire a bunch of people and get their stock options back and all kinds of stuff to at least temporarily, the financial situation of the company. Uh, but yet he ends up as one of the people fired, but with a $20 million severance package. Right. And But the whole time he's only interested in, in whether he can come back and hang out with his friends on the roof. <laughs> uh, but, like, he didn't even notice. He thought it was just, like, $2 billion, and then he was like, no, that's $20 million. And he's like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I would not trust him with my um. It, yeah, I just it's a great show. Everybody needs to be watching it. That's all I have to say about that.
1: Yeah, the, but like you said, the best part is though when they're like sitting around and they just start <laughs> they just start ripping on each other. <laughs> uh, that's where you get a lot of the a lot of the best jokes.
0: Yes, because these people are amazing. Um, our last show in primetime is Quantico season one episode twenty one closure. So I think I have a problem with in this show, I'm a couple episodes behind, but I know what happened. So I just have a problem with it's like, oh, this guy's the bad guy. Nope, wrong. We were wrong. He's not the bad guy. Next episode, this girl's the bad guy. Nope, wrong. She's not. The, and it's like, you can only cry wolf 20 times before the 21st time sticks. And then you're like, who the hell? Why is he the bad guy? <laughs>
2: Yeah. no we kept circling back it was like oh wait a minute maybe this guy really was the bad guy we're gonna go back to it was simon for a couple of weeks no it was yeah. this
1: guy for a couple of weeks
0: then it was eddie jumped out of the window what was his name on the show
1: well th- I don't it's stuff that bothers me about the show that the show so stupid is partially is the <laughs> continually circling around and and sort of like going through everybody and not just in a but in one of those ways as we get one little piece of information and in, and we instantly jump to, they're the person. Right. You know, they must be the person. They have to be the person. Uh, so we're going to investigate that person. and But we're going to investigate them in such a way that we're pretty sure that they're the person you know, type of thing. Right. But the whole time, like, they have stuff like in this episode where they're mentioning that she's graduating from the top of her class. And you're like, she graduated from the top of her class? Come on. She's been the dumbest yeah. agent since she got out. Yeah.
0: She allowed herself to get framed.
1: <laughs> um hey. but then in investigating all these things she seems to like go the wrong direction or always end up in the bad spot yeah. or end up in a way that always makes her look bad or you know stuff like that but the stuff that really bothers me is in an episode like this is that both Drew and uh what's his name Liam? No they they were they were handcuffed together or whatever and they were trying Simon. to escape uh, Was it yeah was it Simon right? Yeah Simon yeah that they both could have jumped out the d- <laughs> the window yeah. but instead he decides to stay and try and get on the phone and say oh no it's not really uh, but you know simon you know gets out and you're just like but they both could have gotten out and then it still would have been the same thing but they both would have been safe uh, i knew he wasn't the bad guy just because it was it was too early to give an actual voice to the person or whatever uh, and then You know, the way they spun things around, it's also dumb stuff. Like, they reveal, like, who the actual bad guy behind all this stuff has apparently been. And kill off, apparently, uh, what's her name, who was the director at the FBI, but now the head of the field office in New York. But really, she sees something... And that's the type of stuff that bothers me, too, is would any agent go, okay, I think it actually this might actually mean it's so-and-so, but I'm going to go check it out on my own to see if that's the thing. And you're just like, that's the dumbest thing ever is, <laughs> is to go off on your own yeah. and in such a way that now, at least for the last episode, for a short period of time, they're going to think she's the person that was behind it because she had access to it. Anna's disappeared. You're just like, oh, this show.
0: Yeah. I just, I mean, how, <laughs> I don't even know. Where, like, where do they go in season two?
1: I don't know. Do they, do
0: where, where do they out? go in the finale? I just don't even know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, because of the way that the whole thing's been built on not being able to trust this person or that person and being, you know, like, is there going to be... Like, how do you spin that out to have, you know, somebody else in some sort of big conspiracy or somebody that gets locked into trying to investigate, you know, where sometimes they look guilty or, you know, they're put in a weird spot and it looks like it's this person, it's this person, it's this person. I don't know. How do you introduce more characters? Do you introduce some whole new situation? But now at least a small group of these people are sort of together and are investigating it. But yeah, I don't know. The way this show has worked, it, it does really raise questions. Is like, yeah, what is the? Because the way this episode ends, it sure makes it seem like he's getting all of a sudden here at this late date. He's decided, you know, he put a plan in when he got actually brought into, you know, the FBI, you know, to teach at the academy as sort of like the last ditch thing to, as she says in the first episode, you know he's she's sort of helping him out because he'd basically uh, like he said in this episode, you know, he was barely like her father had drowned in the bottle and he was barely hanging onto the top. And so, and then you hear like what actually happened in Oklahoma city, or at least this shows version of what happened in Oklahoma city, that he was a party to that. And so like since he was told to do that and then covered up and now, so all this time he's been putting this plan together to make the FBI look bad and have it like, is that his reasoning? Like, it's just, uh, I don't know. It just, uh, I mean, it had to be somebody at some point.
3: Yeah. (laughs) But
0: I wonder when they like decided that it was him.
1: Well, I read today
2: that they didn't tell him until they were filming episode 18.
3: Hmm.
2: But that the producers had always thought that Liam was one of the possibilities. Maybe not, t- definitely was, but was one of the possibilities kind of all early on.
1: Mm. See, that always bothers me in these type of shows is that it doesn't allow, I mean, obviously you don't want somebody to give something away or something like that. But it doesn't allow the character or the actor to play that character with any nuance throughout the season. That then you could go back and if you rewatched it and go, oh, wait, when he looked that, you know, when he looked here, he is actually that type of stuff. When they're just like playing it sort of straightforward and then all of a sudden they find out they're the bad guy. And then you could sort of go back and sometimes you could say, you know, stuff doesn't necessarily fit because, you know, did they have, did directors know? Did, you know, right? It's like when know? Dan was not- oh. Like, did they try and get him to do stuff, even though they didn't know he he didn't know yet, or yeah. did or is it one of those where they, like you said, they weren't sure, so they had like a couple of possibilities, and it wasn't until halfway through the season that they decided?
2: That's like trying to go back and watch Gossip Girl and see how much it lines up that Dan was Gossip Girl the whole yeah, time. Exactly. It's never exactly. going to work.
1: It doesn't line up. Yeah, not that's all. that's totally they they never had. <laughs> that's one that that would line up like at the end of maybe season two or something. Right. <laughs> but like after 8 seasons or whatever it was, it didn't quite uh it didn't quite work cuz there were things that didn't make sense. Yeah, it's stuff like that that you you're going into to certain things where if you're creating a mystery, you know, the whole thing is a is a mystery of like throwing suspicion here and there and and making it look like, you know, and giving giving people the chance to play different things, and so that they, you know, they look like they could be, or maybe they were continuing to hide something, or what have you. And down the line, you find out they're they're the bad guy. But if they didn't know it, I mean, they did the same thing on, you know, like Flash, where they didn't tell, <laughs> like they didn't tell, what's his name, playing Zoom, you know, Hunter Zolomon, that he was actually going to be it until like maybe a, an episode or two before he actually, or even maybe the episode they said, here's the suit, <laughs> put it on hmm. or something. And so some of this type of stuff I think is actually, I don't know, when you create a TV show, do you want to have some flexibility because you find out as you start writing things that this is actually working better than maybe your original idea?
3: Right.
1: Yeah. But then also when you create some sort of big type of mystery, do I also want to believe that you knew what the mystery was all along and that you've been building something sort of intricate intricate to get you there and not just you've been just screwing with us. And then <laughs> and then a little more than halfway through the season went, well, given what we've done so far, it looks like our best option is this or something like that. Or, or in the case of Arrow where you just go, well, this would be the biggest shock. Let's do that. Mm. Uh, I think that creates... Actually, some maybe bigger problems than a, than a show not working with the original idea, and trying to again one of those is type of uh, split the difference there, so that you can you can kind of go if oh if this was failing that's uh, we we are actually going to go here, right <laughs> or something like that, but then I think sometimes that ends up not working as well as it would have been if that was the original thing.
0: I'll never understand how half that stuff works.
1: I mean, I guess it'd be hard maybe over the course of a season, like if you told an actor at the beginning, you're the bad guy, but you can't tell anybody else on the set that you're the actual right. bad guy. You know, I think it allows, like I said, it allows the character or the actor to play the character in such a way that, uh, it makes sense later on that he didn't yeah. because you could go back to scenes early on and be like, well, in this situation, if he knew he was the bad guy, wouldn't he ma- maybe had a slightly different reaction to this, or <laughs> or would have not done right. this thing here?
0: Was this the same character that Dougray Scott played in the initial in the original pilot? Yes. I just think he has more gravitas as an actor. <laughs> I would have been interest, more interested to see him play it than yeah, uh,
1: play a little bit more serious, like a little bit more serious character.
0: Yeah,
2: I i would completely forgotten that he was in the original pilot, or that yeah. he was cast in the original pilot.
0: I liked him. I got to move on and talk about reality because Quantico just dulls. It just, it's dull.
2: (laughs) Um, Spoiler alert. So is reality television.
0: I like all of these. I like (laughs) competition.
1: The thing is about Quantico is just like, but the cast is really pretty.
0: Uh, Yeah. They're not great actors.
2: I really like Joanna Um, Brady.
0: I like her too. I like, I I like Graham Rogers too. He's a good kid. Which Um, one is
2: Graham Rogers? Caleb. Oh yeah.
0: I like him a lot. So, reality check. Survivor. I just have to add, <laughs> I mean, I say it every week, and I pretty much have said it every week since Survivor's been on the air. The show is still interesting and still surprises me with who they manage to vote off, how bad people still are at these tribal councils where they're supposed to keep everything close to the vest, and then they're like, oh yeah, I have two, um, I have two idols and an advantage, and I'm... There's no way I'm going to lose, and then that person's plans get back, you know, they backfire. So I just really like how that happens that even, I don't have much even this time. many
1: seasons in people are still that even, stupid
0: yeah even in the thirty second <laughs> season, people are dumb as as nails, so I'm enjoying it i hope I hope that Aubrey wins i don't know if she will, but she's who I'm rooting for right now. Um, Project runway, I really thought Ken should have won. I thought his collection was much better than Dom's I don't understand all of the patterns that Dom created uh, she's a good uh, she's good. <laughs> But she already won a season, so I don't think it was fair that she won a second season. Um, The Amazing Race. I still maintain that I don't care who wins this season. I've actually enjoyed everybody. And um, I was really excited to, like, I'm so, maybe I was just super emotional on Friday night. But there was a, like, we didn't know who's going to come around the corner kind of situation. And there's this mother and son team who have, like, sucked all year. But they've managed to kind of get through in the. Skin, by the skin of their teeth and it was them who came around the corner instead of the other couple and I was just like really happy I got teary eyed so I was really invested in the Amazing Race and now I don't care any of the three who were in the top three I would totally be okay with them winning and Tyler Oakley I didn't know him much before this but he's really funny and I like him um, Dancing with the Stars I just, I, I just have to say Niall is deaf he can't hear the music and he can't feel the music a lot either But he's better than any of the other dancers. He's incredible. PETA is doing an amazing job teaching a deaf man how to dance. Beyond. Beyond. And then on Food Network Star, the actual season hasn't started yet. But right now it's the comeback kids. So there's like eight people who didn't win their seasons who are coming back to compete. I just really hope it's Michelle because I wanted her to win her season. I hope it's not Dom because I hated him. So that's my reality. Check for the week. TV recommendations. I actually have one this week, Saturday, instead of getting caught up on all of the shows that I have to get caught up on, you know, the 200 episodes of TV I have on the chart I've created. (laughs) I watched season two of Grace and Frankie.
1: Maybe if you stop spending so much time on your charts and actually watch some TV.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Um, I just love the show. I think that Lily Tomlin is the best. And June Diane Raphael is amazing. And Sam Elliott was a guest star for a couple episodes, and he was so good. I just really love all the characters. Sam Waterson is just nuts. Like, he's a crazy dude. And Martin Sheen is President Bartlett and is amazing. And I just really enjoy it. I think the show, season two, went a little deeper into their relationships and really formed this bond between the two of them. And Ethan Embry continues to be one of my favorite people on the planet. So I think everybody should watch Grace and Frankie season two on Netflix um jason what about you
1: i don't particularly have have a recommendation this week i mean we can always jump back to last week's recommendation i can recommend killjoys again that
2: uh how many how many times have you recommended (laughs) killjoys now
1: well this is only the second time this year because the dvd just comes out like this week no
2: but this year and last year combined like how many times in life have you recommended killjoys
1: (laughs) i recommended killjoys probably like four or five times leading up to the actual <laughs> premiere because at the time there wasn't anything else really that was catching my attention uh, and it was about to start and uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. The, the DVD comes out on the, you know, Blu-ray DVD comes out on the 10th. Nice. So, uh, I, I mean, I recommended it last week, but I was looking around and, and I haven't started looking at or watching much new things that are coming or, and You know, stuff's stuff's about to wind down, and I spent this last weekend catching up. You know, I watched uh, 28 episodes of TV, (laughs) Not (laughs) not including the individual episodes of some things I did watch. You know, like Game of Thrones and various other things over the over the weekend. But yeah, that's.
0: Am I back on the podcast before June 7th?
1: Are you back on the podcast before June 7th?
0: I don't remember. I mean, I'd imagine I am. Right? What's today's date?
1: Yeah, you're on again on the 23rd.
0: I just want to make sure that I have enough time to recommend Casual Season 2. <laughs> I just what need to season two? Casual.
1: Oh, yeah, of
2: course. I, what was I thinking? Of course, it's so true.
0: So, Ivy actually has a recommendation, I think.
2: I do. Um I was really excited. I, I made the comment on Twitter a couple of weeks ago that right now we're living in this age where we got Orphan Black on Thursdays and Banshee on Fridays and Outlander on Saturdays and Game of Thrones on Sundays and um 12 Monkeys on Mondays and it's like this four-day period of I was going to say awesome TV. I mean awesome sci-fi, but then Banshee doesn't really fit with sci-fi. You know that's um, five days, but, right? Yeah, it's five no. days. We don't we don't do math in Virginia. What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, because I originally had forgotten that Twelve Monkeys was on Mondays, and so it was just narrowing it down to the four. But I want to talk about Banshee because it's 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 just about to wrap up its four season run. Um, not this week, but next week is the finale, and it's on Showtime. Excuse me, Cinemax. Wow, Cinemax did some really cool things there for a couple of years with just kind of between this and Strike Back with just you know. Balls to the wall, just crazy, pulpy, actiony things, and um, you know what, Strike Back was to uh, you know Call of Duty, you know that mentality. Banshee was to you know pulp crime, fan, you know um, small town crime, and it was just a, a really, really incredible show. Anthony Starr as the as the lead character was just pheno- as a lead actor is just phenomenal. So it's wrapping up. If you have not watched it before, jump into it. Not at the finale because it's going to make absolutely no sense whatsoever. But watch it, people, because things.
1: There you go. And reasons and reasons. And you know you have a four. You have four seasons. They do ten episodes or twelve. Mm, uh, I don't
2: know. Ten, but I think this last season was less.
1: Yeah, I think that you're, I think you're right. You're right. So there might be like thirty-eight. Episodes. A lot of blood.
2: Yeah, Episode finale blood is the last. The thirty-eight episodes.
1: So yeah, so that's a you know that's a. Just... A decent little... Uh... That's a if summer. Like, that's you that's, you that's like a good violent? summer show. I, I don't know. After my last weekend, it's two weekends.
2: Yeah. <laughs> a lot of violence. So most people.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of sex.
2: A whole lot less sex in later seasons. True. And Lily Simmons, phenomenal.
0: And Amish people. And American Indians. There's just... There's everything. There's something for everybody. So that's our Recommendations. You can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about, as well as where you can find me, Jason, and Ivy online in the show notes at tvtimes3 dot com slash three two two. Next week, Jason will be joined by Kyle and Claire Gendel of twist dot com. Kyle is not with twist dot com. Kyle. The way I read that, it sounded like I was introducing them as Kyle and Claire Gendel. <laughs> Claire is a separate entity.
1: Kyle is getting mistaken for lots of different people on this (laughs) podcast. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, So there you have it. I'm going to take my dog outside. Thank you, Ivy.
2: Yes. Thank you for having me.
0: When I I win the lottery this week, we'll get our um, Austin plan in motion.
2: Sweet. I'm going next year, no matter what.
1: Yes. Speaking of Austin and ATX, if you're going to ATX, hit me up. Tell me that you're going to be there so uh, maybe we can, you know, say hi at some point because I will be there. Well, hey, Jason, you- did
2: you get any, get any feedback at feedback at tvtimes3.com oh, at all yes, this week?
1: Did get it uh, from, uh, from Wayne West, wrote in. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Love you, love your show. Yes. Oh, man, Ivy, every time, you're, every time your, <laughs> your email comes in with that, I'm like, Wayne, what? Oh, yeah, that's Ivy. I don't know why it keeps... Some email address that you have, it's, it had to have that attached at some point in time, and then it, I think it got added into my address book. Mm-hmm. And so now when you, that e- address hits, it just shows it as that name. I'll have to go look and see if it actually is stored in the address book that way. But, yeah, it was just kind of funny because it made it seem like you were like sending in. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be on the podcast this week, but I'm also going to send in under an assumed name.
3: That's <laughs> what I was trying to do.
1: Listener mail. <laughs> uh, but uh, speaking of which, yeah, you did write in about... Uh, our question of where did all the chips come from and who's carrying those around and also why do they have to agree to take it? Why they can't be forced to take it uh, on the hundred? We were talking about that last week. Yeah. And Ivy wrote in to say, why you got no bro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why can't things be a mystery? Why, why can't you just, there be things left to ponder. And I was like, There can be, and we were pondering them.
0: (laughs) You didn't write in to complain about my laugh?
1: No. He was going to save that for in person, Amory.
0: Okay. (laughs) 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 All right, I got to go take care of my dog.
1: All right. That sounds ominous.
0: Yes, I got to take care of her. All right.
1: All right.
3: Bye.
2: Bye. Bye, guys.